Section 24 of The Crime of the French Café and Other Stories. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nancy Cochran Gergen, Gilbert, Arizona. The Crime of the French Café and Other Stories by Nicholas Carter. The Mystery of St. Agnes's Hospital. Chapter 4 what was found in this garden nick received deaver's startling intelligence with every evidence of satisfaction you are doing great work mr deaver said he we shall soon have this affair straightened out as nick pronounced these words he signalled to chick in their sign language as follows what do you think of this witness chick promptly returned the answer he seems to be telling the truth then Deaver turned toward the new witness. "'Mr. Haskell, Mr. Colton,' said he, in hasty introduction. "'Now, Haskell, tell what you know.' "'Wait,' said Nick. "'Who is this man?' And he pointed to Chick. "'He's a fellow that knows my brother. We met him just below, and brought him along to help in the identification. There are two more coming.' "'Then you propose to disinter your brother's body at once?' "'Of course I do. "'You have no tools. "'The others will bring them. "'That's what they're after. "'Where is the place?' "'The hospital garden. "'Haskell, tell your story. "'But, no, I'll tell it for you to save time.' "'He took Nick by the arm "'and led him along the hospital wall "'on the southern side of the ground. "'They followed the wall in the direction of the river "'until they came to the corner.' Between them and the river was a large piece of ground, nearly as wild in appearance as it was a hundred years ago. Many trees and bushes grew upon it. This place, said Deaver, is a sort of lover's walk. Any pleasant evening in summer you can see dozens of couples walking down that path. Haskell was here Monday evening with a young lady. They sat for a while on the trunk of a fallen tree, looking off toward the river. It was nearly eleven o'clock when Haskell walked home with her. Then he discovered that he had lost his knife. He had been whittling the tree trunk with it. It was a good knife, and he thought it worthwhile to go back and try to find it. He went back, and after quite a hunt, found it beside the tree. By this time it was after midnight. On his way home he passed the spot where we are now standing. Just as he got here... He heard a peculiar noise on the other side of the wall. It seemed strange that anybody should be at work in the garden at that hour, but the sound was as if somebody was using a shovel. Haskell has more curiosity than a woman. He resolved to find out what was going on inside that garden. The wall here is pretty high, as you see, but with the help of a piece of board he climbed up so that he could look over. Now, Haskell... Tell us just what you saw. Chick and Haskell had come up just as Deaver finished his introduction to the story. I saw Dr. Jarvis digging, said Haskell. How did you know it was he? asked Nick. He had on his dressing gown and cap, Haskell replied. I guess pretty near everybody who lives up this way knows those things. What did you do? I watched him a couple of minutes. He seemed to be hard at work, digging a hole. I never thought then that it was a grave. Could you see how big a hole he was making? No, 
He was under the shadow of the trees. I could hardly see him at all there, but just as I got on the top of the wall, he came out for a second or two into the moonlight. Then I saw the old cap and dressing gown. Did you see any object lying upon the ground which looked like a body? No, it was dark under the tree. The body was probably there. Why do you say that? Well, it couldn't have been anywhere else. How do you know there was anybody? Mr. Deaver has told me about his brother. I take it for granted that the doctor was burying him. Did you tell anybody about this occurrence? No. Why not? It was strange enough. I didn't think it was strange for him. Everybody knows that the doctor is a sort of crank. When I saw who it was, I just slid down off the wall and went home. I never would have thought of it again if Mr. Deaver hadn't spoken to me about his brother. You can point out the spot where the doctor was digging? Sure. We will make an examination at once. I thought you'd find out that murder had been done, said Deaver. You'll find out, if you stick to me, that I pretty generally know what I'm talking about. That's right, said Haskell. Here come your friends, said Chick, who had not spoken up to that time. Two men were seen coming from St. Nicholas Avenue. They carried spades and pickaxes. Thus reinforced, the party proceeded to scale the wall. Just as they did so, the moon, which had been very bright, was obscured by a heavy cloud. It was in darkness, then, that they descended into the garden. But Haskell seemed to be in doubt about the direction to be followed. He started off at once. They had gone less than a hundred feet when suddenly Haskell shrank back. Deaver, who was next to him, ran against him violently. "'What's the matter?' whispered Deaver in an anxious tone. "'There's somebody here ahead of us.' All looked where Haskell pointed, and they were able to make out the figure of a man standing in one of the numerous paths which wound through the garden. He appeared not to have noticed the advancing party. "'He isn't ten feet from the grave,' whispered Haskell. "'It's under that tree right beside him.' At this moment the moon broke through the cloud. Its light fell round the figure in the path. It was Dr. Jarvis. Nick's first thought was that this was another sleepwalking wonder, but in a second this idea was dispelled. The doctor saw the intruders. He uttered an exclamation and seemed about to retreat in the direction of the hospital. Then, summoning up his courage, he paused and confronted them as they came forward. "'Who are you?' he asked in a trembling voice. "'I'll soon show you who I am,' cried Deaver angrily, "'and I'll show these gentlemen what you are in a few minutes.' "'Lawrence Deaver!' cried the doctor. "'Yes, I'm Lawrence Deaver,' was the reply, "'and I've come to find my brother.' "'You are a fool and a knave,' the doctor exclaimed. "'Your brother is not here.' "'We'll see about that. "'I order you to leave this garden.' I wouldn't do that if I were you, said Nick, stepping forward. I have the proper authority, and what we shall do here will not harm you. In a few words he showed Dr. Jarvis the futility of resistance. Nick explained, in a few words, the evidence of Haskell, and made no attempt to conceal its true bearing upon the case. 
He spoke with his customary calm and steady tone, and his words seemed to reassure the doctor. "'The fellow is a liar, and the tool of a liar,' said the doctor, glaring at Deaver. "'I shall challenge you to find that body in this garden.' "'It's here, unless you've taken it away,' said Deaver roughly. "'Now, Haskell, show us the spot, and we'll go to work.' Thus urged, Haskell, who had hung back, as if afraid, stepped forward with no sign of hesitation, and pointed to the ground under one of the trees. "'He was at work just under this long limb,' said Haskell. Nip it down to examine the ground. It was a flower-bed which looked as if it had recently been sown. The spot was excellently chosen for concealment. It was impossible to tell whether the earth there had recently been disturbed. Deaver seized a spade and began to dig. He was a man of enormous strength, and he worked furiously. The two men who had brought the tools joined in the work, but they did less than half as much as Deaver alone. In an incredibly short time the hole was four feet deep. Then Nick suggested that they proceed with greater caution. The body, he said, was probably buried without protection. If you strike it with your spades, you may increase the difficulty of identification. Thus warned, Devers's two assistants worked with care, but Deaver himself continued to ply a spade like a madman. Not knowing the exact spot, they dug a hole much larger than a grave, and thus the three men were able to work at the same time with advantage. Suddenly Deaver cried, Here it is! His spade had struck something more solid than the soft earth. All sprang forward, and the doctor uttered a cry as of terror. Hastily, the earth was removed from the buried object, until it could be lifted to the surface. Chick stepped forward, and brushed the last of the earth from the face with his handkerchief. Then it was dragged to where the moon shone full upon it. A murmur arose from the little party. The face of the dead man was cut and mangled with many wounds. "'It's Pat,' said one of those who had assisted in the digging. "'There's no doubt about it.' "'Yes,' said Haskell, who was shivering with fear. "'I recognized the clothes he had on.' "'He's got no coat,' said one of the men. "'Where's that?' "'It was hanging on a tree in this garden,' said Deaver. "'Then he bent forward over the corpse, "'and took from around the neck a string "'to which a little cheap locket was attached. "'He always wore that, poor boy,' said one of the men. "'Deaver turned to where Dr. Jarvis stood. "'The face of the doctor was whiter than paper "'as the moon shone down upon it. "'What do you say now, Jarvis?' said Deaver coldly. "'Do you confess your crime?' "'The doctor recovered himself with a mighty effort. "'No,' he cried. "'I deny all responsibility for this man's death.'" End of section 24 Recording by Nancy Cochran Gergen, Gilbert, Arizona